In Florida Ag and Review for the week of May 30th, we had this report regarding a recent Florida Farm Bureau event. Well, last week, a large delegation of Florida Farm Bureau members left their fields and traveled to the Hill in an effort to discuss some of the top issues with our congressional representatives, something that Farm Bureau President John Hoblick says they feel as an organization is extremely important. You know, we have the issues and we always will have the issues, but it's about building relationships as well with your representatives. Being able to meet uh, them here in D.C. on their turf, let them understand your uh, issues, and then, like I say, being able to pick up the phone and call them uh, and as a follow-up or when an issue does come, they'll say, oh, yeah, I remember he came to D.C. and talked to me about that issue or whatever. So it, the issues are one thing, but the relationships are equally important. Public says there, of course, are numerous issues in the hopper, but they focus on four of the pressing concerns, immigration, pending trade deals, energy, and numeric nutrient criteria. And with livestock, Randall Wiseman had this. Well, as we all know, cattle prices have been good, but as of late, they have seen a bit of a slide. But who's actually making money in the cattle industry right now? Well, Cheryl Shackham, USDA livestock analyst, gives his take on just what sectors of the beef cattle industry are making money and what sectors aren't. Packer margins, which had been negative, have begun to move a little bit into the more positive range, uh, largely a reflection of the fact that the, the, the price of cattle has come down. Feedlots are probably being squeezed right now for much the same reason. I mean, they, they paid up for the calves, and now we're looking at the prices being squeezed. And the cow-calf producers are probably making money at the moment, given the fact that they are seeing very strong prices for feeder calves. But as we all know, once those input costs are factored in, those profits dwindle quickly. And for our specialty crop growers, well, when it comes to South Florida's watermelon season this year... The season has kind of ended with a whimper. That's South Florida multi-county extension agent Gene McAvoy, who says there wasn't an issue with the crop, but instead the demand for it. We had a real good season once we got past the freezes, good growing conditions, we had a bumper crop. But unfortunately, things were rather cool up north, and people are not into buying watermelons when it's cold and rainy. And that was true for late spring in most of the northern states. And that really put a damper on demand. And the fact that we had such a bumper crop, we had a lot of melons and few buyers, and prices went downhill rapidly. We were selling at $10, and there were many crops that went unsold. McAvoy says watermelons weren't the only crop affected by the crisp air. Sweet corn is another one that's affected that way. Um, when it's cold, people are thinking about hot chili and warm bowl of soup and not really looking at picnic-type foods. And corn, watermelon fall into that category, and it affects us. And we will wrap up for this week with Everett Greiner. Anybody who's ever planted a crop looks forward to a mild spring with moderate rainfall. Well, what we're seeing right now is one of the roughest starts in years. The southeast is generally three to four inches below normal rainfall through April. The northern plains have had anything from heavy rainfall to flooding. And portions of the southwest, of course, have had to deal with severe drought. And who doesn't know that the central part of our country, the southeast and up the Atlantic coast, has seen a record number of tornadoes, over a thousand so far this year. Now, a farmer has to have a planning plan and a schedule if he hopes to make a good crop. 2011 has seen a spring that makes it very difficult to plan or schedule any planting activity. Well, anyway, some planting is almost finished now, and uh, the rest will continue, and it will until it's completed, in spite of the weather.
And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.